I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, March 29th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals for your fact of the day. $6 billion is the amount that Canadian billionaire Steve Dilopoulos is bid for the NFL's Washington Commanders. That's matching a rival bid from an American group that includes Magic Johnson. Now, to put this in context, that would be a bigger price tag than Chelsea FC recently sold for. They sold for about $5 billion, and the New York Mets, who went for $2.4 billion in 2020. Now, of course, there's always the third richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, waiting in the wings to put forward an offer. We know he loves Washington. He owns the Washington Post. He has a house in Washington. But I think what the real lesson is, is that the NFL is the most valuable sports league, and it shows you how valuable it is that people are willing to spend $6 billion on a team. So anyways, it's all pretty interesting. There's a lot of appetite from billionaires to own one of those 32 teams, the NFL. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the NFL, lots of money flying around, that's for sure. Now, besides billionaires, the NFL, we've got some great stories for you today, Peak Pals. For our first story, there's a federal budget recap. For our second story, Twitter blew for you. And for our last story, Disney rejects the metaverse. For our first story, strap on a fancy new pair of shoes and step into the Peak's 2023 federal budget analysis. So Peak felt, here's a breakdown of what happened in the budget. We were warned that the government's budget would not offer a goodie bag, and unless you're part of the green economy, that's probably true. New spending will focus massively on clean energy investments in addition to an expansion of national dental care. In any budget, whether it involves government spending or a week in France, there's always a balance to be struck between splurging on key priorities and not blowing the bank. This budget tends towards the former. The finance minister says the deficit will balloon to about $40 billion this year, up nearly $10 billion from last fall's economic forecast, and a balanced budget is no longer in sight. While Scotiabank economist Rebecca Young credits the budget for its growth goals, she told the Globe and Mail it's hard to argue that this is a budget of fiscal restraint in any sense. That's also the perfect segue to how the government plans to put all that taxpayer money to work. So to start, they're putting $67.3 billion in new green energy spending over the next five years to compete with similar incentives outlined in the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, the largest of which is a $6.3 billion tax credit for clean electricity producers. They're doing $13 billion, and they're putting that towards the expansion of a national dental care program over five years, up from $6 billion that had been previously budgeted. People under 18, seniors and people with disabilities, without insurance, and a household income of less than $90,000 will be eligible this year, and the program will be expanded to all households with incomes below $90,000 by 2025. $2 billion is being put towards a grocery rebate that will be rolled out through the country's GST rebate program with the aim of helping lower-income Canadians who may be struggling with the rising cost of food. An eligible single would receive $234 and families could get up to $467. On the other hand, $21.5 billion is projected in internal savings by cutting federal travel and using fewer management consultants, as well as hiking taxes for high earners, including a plan to raise nearly $3 billion through changes to the alternative minimum tax and banks. The big picture is, in addition to headline announcements, the government also introduced crowd pleasers like limiting alcohol tax hikes, introducing right to repair laws, automating some simple tax filing, offering pregnancy loss leave for federal workers, and implementing standard charging parts. For our second story, like a used car salesman covered in flop sweat and an ill-fitting suit, 
Twitter is desperately trying to get you to buy what it's selling. Here's what's driving the news. Twitter owner, CEO, and really everything at that company, Elon Musk, said that only users with the $84 a year blue check mark would show up on Twitter's For You timeline starting April 15th, which essentially means users will have to pay for the algorithm to recommend their posts. Musk's also said that only verified users will be able to vote in polls, suggesting that he still has hurt feelings from the time people voted for him to step down as CEO. Musk has framed the move as the only realistic way to address advanced AI bot swarms, but doesn't take a PhD in economics to figure out that as its value drops and it begins to remove old blue checks, the real goal is probably to push more users into paying for Twitter. Plus, Twitter has also reportedly been boosting the visibility of 35 power users, including real celebs like LeBron James and Joe Biden, and names only familiar to the deeply internet poison like Drill and Cat Turd 2. Could this be another future perk for Twitter Blue users? And here's why this all matters. As ad budgets shrink in a weaker economy and privacy initiatives make existing ads less lucrative, more platforms are going to ask you to fork over some dough. Meta launched paid verification for its platform in the U.S. last week with waitlists for it open in other regions, while Snapchat is 10 months into its own subscription service. To zoom out, if you're asking, why would I ever pay for this? One digital strategist told the Wall Street Journal that companies are best served targeting a small fraction of the most clout-hungry users. For a third story, the metaverse might be the next digital media frontier, but Disney has decided to stay put in its Magic Kingdom, at least for now. Here's what's happened. The House of Mouse shut down its next-generation storytelling consumer experiences unit, the team set up to develop Disney's metaverse strategy. A gloomy economy is forcing businesses to consider whether the nebulous metaverse is still a worthy investment. Disney has joined the ranks of corporate giants that have decided, well, maybe not so much. Tinder left the metaverse last summer, abandoning construction on a virtual single town that will let users mingle through digital avatars. Microsoft laid off its 100-person industrial metaverse core team last month, as well as staff working on a mix reality development kit and a virtual workspace project. Tencent has reportedly given up on an extended reality project that wasn't expected to become profitable until 2027. But some are still bullish on the metaverse. Marriott has been experimenting with tech to let customers explore virtual replicas of its hotels. Honda design teams have been holding VR meetings. And Mark Zuckerberg insists that the metaverse will be huge in five to 10 years. Next, Apple and Meta are both planning to launch new headsets this year, and their market reception will be an important test for companies still betting on the metaverse. Pig Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a good day. When you give me shock waves.